I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for joining us tonight here on Church of the Corn. Zach here, joined with our guy, Drake. Drake, how are you doing tonight, my man? I'm good, man. We're celebrating a Nebraska basketball win. Uh, Got a great guest tonight. Just ready to roll. Yeah, it's not often we get to celebrate Nebraska ball wins, so we're going to take that when we can. The guest thing we're used to, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll gladly take a Nebraska ball win. So let's go ahead and introduce our guest. Uh, he was a receiver for Nebraska in from 2005 to 2009, played in 28 games as a Husker. We are joined by Chris Brooks, and I have to say senior because there is a junior. So Chris, how are you doing tonight, my man? I'm doing good. I'm doing really, really good. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, we we are happy to have a former Husker wide receiver, you know, on with us to talk a little bit. You know, the the program's been through some up and downs. Uh, you were here during during a pretty good portion, you know, from Callahan to to Polini, um, and and now we're we're pretty far removed from those days. It seems like what's it, what's it feel like being a former player, seeing kind of what's going on. Um, <laughs> I know it's a loaded it question right off the bat. <laughs> it really is, but it, it depends on the day, you know. Um, I, I just really kind of started getting back around to, to Nebraska football just because of, you know, kind of how things went when I was there. Um, but, um, deep down inside, I'm always rooting for them, I'm always hoping that they do well. Um, you know, as of late, they haven't always given me a reason, and, and a lot of other, <laughs> a lot of other alum, a reason to you know kind of be happy. I, I will say, that Fabian Washington is is one of the most diehard Nebraska alums um, out there. You know, so I, I definitely want to give him a shout. But um, it, it's it's been difficult, you know. But um, crossing fingers and toes that you know things kind of kind of change um, with with the new hire. Yeah, Chris, I actually had somebody ask me this the other day when uh, they found out you were coming on. 
Do you think there's a correlation between some of the struggles recently and Nebraska's inability to recruit St. Louis? Or um, is there anything that Nebraska can do to kind of get a pipeline back into St. Louis that they used to have back when they were, you know, competitive, to say the least? I, I think I think there's an issue just re, there was an issue just recruiting. You know, St. Louis is is, is obviously a um a lot of opportunity, a lot of talent in the area, but I, I don't think that they actually did anything in recruiting. I don't think they really tried. You know, I know I know a good friend of mine in Dominican Sioux, you know, he he had a few kids that, you know, wanted to go to the program. Larry Asante's I think little cousin wanted to be a part of the program, ended up going to North Carolina. My son wanted to be a part of the program, ended up going to Wisconsin, you know, so I, I just don't think they really did a good job recruiting. You know, it was all smoke and mirrors. Uh, when they first came, they offered a ton of kids and never really followed up with them. And, you know, but I, I just think in general, they didn't really do a good job recruiting. You know what I mean? The kids that wanted to go to Nebraska that were really, really good football players, they somehow dropped the ball, you know. So um, St. Louis, obviously known for having some talent. You know, I've I've been fortunate to be around a lot of a lot of the talent here in St. Louis. Um, you know, was attached to Luther Burton, um, the number one wide receiver in the country that went to Mizzou. Um, had ties to Kevin Coleman, the number two or number three wide receiver in the country that ended up going to Jackson State. Um, oddly enough, had ties to Marcus Washington, who went to Texas, now at Nebraska. You know, so I mean, St. Louis has has a lot of has a lot of untapped talent. Um, you know, w w within the area. You know, so I I think it's very very important. You know, that they do their due diligence and 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 try to be able to um, to tap in on some of that talent. It's only it's only a six hour ride you know, from St. Louis to, to Lincoln, you know, so um, it would behoove them to, to definitely try to be able to do that. Now, Chris, when you said they they weren't really trying recruiting, in your opinion, is is that just the St. Louis area or did is, is that all over the country that you feel like? That's in general, you know, okay. I mean, how do you have the potential number one, the number one quarterback in the country, um, Riola, right, right right there and I don't believe they offered him when he was on campus if I could could be wrong but I don't believe they offered him when he was on campus you know and obviously you can see what coach rule has done he sent he sent the whole kitchen sink at the kid um, <laughs> as as I would do you know I mean I mean you you just and not just the number one quarterback players, either man. Chris the number one player I mean the yeah. number one player I mean, in the class it, it 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 just it just does not make sense. It, it it and and you know I'm probably being hard on them as you know a lot of people have, but make it make sense. <laughs> make make it make sense. You That's know? the problem. Is none of it makes sense. It, it, it There's doesn't. a lot of stuff that we've been asking to make sense for a while. Yeah, you know, and I and I know firsthand. You know, I know firsthand how Scott Frost operated. Um, because I sat in the office with him with my own son, you know, so, um, but yeah, you know, that, that, that's neither here nor there. Um, that, that ship has sailed. 
Um, you know, and, you know, like I said, crossing fingers and toes um, that Coach Rule um, and his staff, you know, they, they kind of, you know, take take another avenue. And, and I think they have. I, I think they already have, you know, so, um, so yeah. And I definitely want to talk about your son because obviously he went to Wisconsin. He had some really cool opportunities throughout the recruiting process. But one thing I wanted to bring up that you kind of mentioned was you got guys like Indomitian to uh, Levante David, you know, you uh, principal Camara, you know, you got these guys that were high NFL draft picks. Do you think NFL or the Nebraska themselves are doing themselves a, a giant disservice by not really connecting with those guys more and having them rep the, the university in the league and, at the highest level? 100%. You know, I mean, Sue Sue has been in that locker room, I forget after what game, and I'm really good friends with Sue, um, you know, and he's been in that locker room, and he said, I believe when Bo was there, you know, thanks for winning this game. You guys give me – you give me something to talk about in the locker room, you know, with, with my other teammates, and that's true. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, yeah. I remember, I remember being in the in the coach locker room. Reggie Wayne locker was right next to mine, you know, and he was just like, you know, whatever you do, don't bet on Nebraska. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I mean, it was we were like a laughing stock almost, you know. Um, after being on top for so long, you know, um. And this was, you know, kind of when Polini was there too. You know, we all we, we never really could win the big game, so to speak. You know, Bo was winning ten yeah. games a year, nine games a year, whatever it was, but we couldn't win the big game. Mm-hmm. You know, but how many coaches have won nine or ten games in in eight to ten years? A handful. You know, and now yeah, Bo Polini, you know, he wasn't personable. You know, he 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 wasn't he wasn't your poster boy of coaches, but, you know, guys ran through brick walls for this dude, man, um, yeah. you know, and again, you know, it, it, that, that, that's water under the bridge, but um, I think that stuff matters, you know what I mean? And, and, and I know, I know Jay Terry used to always, you know, send out like a care package, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and he's the, he's the equipment guy. Um, if you guys don't know that name, but, yeah. Uh, he used to send out a care package, you know, with a Nebraska hat and a Nebraska shirt, you know, um, every year to try to be able to keep the guys, you know, keep them in some type of, you know, gear. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think, you know, they need to do a better job of, you know, tapping in with, you know, NFL guys to be able to continue to, you know, to, to you know, to promote um, the, the college. I mean, you see Tennessee doing it. You know, you got Peyton Manning, obviously you know, on the sidelines, you know, smoking cigars with, with guys and things like that. I mean, there, there's, there's no reason why, why we, we shouldn't be doing similar things, mm-hmm. you know, within, within yeah. the rules to, to be able to tap into that as well. Especially when you have one of the, you know, kind of hottest up and coming coaches in the NFL and Zach Taylor too. Uh, you can kind of tie into that. Uh, Chris, I kind of want to talk about your, your son's situation and, Kind not not necessarily his recruiting process in Nebraska, but what he went through this year with a coach being fired midseason and then a new coach coming in. Can you kind of help us and our fans understand what that process is like for the players since our guy the Nebraska players are going through the same thing? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is the deal. 
Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's frustrating. You know, um, it, it's very, very frustrating. Um, it's it's new. Everything is new, um, depending on what that staff, who they want to bring in, you know, from, you know, from, from obviously the head coach all the way down to um, the trainer. And I just learned um, my good friend, Mark, Mark Mayer was let go, who was the head trainer um, for the Huskers. I, did not even know he was let go, but you know, all of that is new. You know, I remember, I remember myself walking, walking through the facilities, you know, and it's like, who is this guy? Well, who is this guy? Well, luckily for me, you know, my position coach Ted Gilmore was retained, hmm. um, and there were a few other people that were retained, so it didn't. It affected me, but it didn't affect me as much as it did, you know, the different rooms. You know, because they they have a new coach, and and one one thing about when you get a new coach, he's gonna want to bring in his guys. You know, and that's just that's just how it is. You know, um, and I know I I've I've had conversations with with my son, and and the 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 biggest thing that that I've told him is, man, just put your hard hat on and go to work. You know, you know, you can't you can't hide talent. Um, whether it's a new coach bringing in, you know, trying to be able to get his guys or, or not just their guys, but more, more talent, better talent, um, put your hard head on, go to work every day and, and, and block out the noise, you know, build the relationship with your position coach. And I think, you know, my son's done a, a good job of doing that. Um, but build that relationship. And, and at the end of the day, man, Go to work. Do your job. Make sure you're going to class because everything is going to be different. You know, um, practice is going to be diff- different. Lifting is going to be different. Um, everything is just going to be different, you know, and and as soon as you can kind of get to some sort of normalcy, the better off you're going to be. It's just like learning a playbook all over again. You know, you got to get comfortable, you know, with the people that are around. You got to get comfortable with the terminology, you know, and once you do that, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's really, really smooth sailing from there, you know, but, but it, it's definitely difficult for all those guys up at Nebraska, you know, um, they get new coaches in who, you know, kind of want to put their stamp on the program, you know, so there, there might be some 6am runs and, you know, you're, you're in this run and you're thinking to myself, excuse my language, but F U C K this, <laughs> you know, because it's just, it's just, you know, it's 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 new, and you know, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you guys have it's heard. It's awful. You know how <laughs> how how hard it can be. You know, I remember, I remember coming into the Hawks um, one morning, and they literally had trash cans lined up on the goal line on both ends, and I looked over at my friends, and I'm just like, well. We all know what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, it was just like you know, like you're you're kind of helpless at the same time, you know. But you're just like, man, I'm a competitor. I'm just going, 
I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna get through this. I'm gonna push myself, you know, and and, and come out better on the other side. And, and and that's definitely what we did, you know. So, um, yeah, yeah. I remember when I was playing basketball in college, we had a coach quit at semester, and we only had two co- coaches on the team. The new head coach came in, who was also the assistant athletic director, and it was like preseason conditioning all over again two days before a game. Yeah. It was the worst. Worst thing I'd ever gone through at in college. Yeah, it it can be it can be terrible. <laughs> it can be terrible. Yeah. Well, Chris, I got a question for you. So your son just recently went through the recruiting process, you know, with, with some different schools, and uh, I believe he had an offer. He was committed to Yale at first, correct? He was. He was committed to Yale. So he, he's got Wisconsin on the table. He's got Yale on the table. And obviously, just from reading some of his, his comments, Wisconsin was a dream school for him. But what, going through the recruiting period yourself, you know, back back in you know the early 2000s, what are some of the differences you noticed from your time going through it to what your son went through? Um, I, I think, and this is my own personal opinion, I, I think recruiting has gotten lazy, you know. Um, and, and when I say that, I mean, you know, they are, you know, they're, they're relying on what people say. Um, you know, Clint Cosgrove is a really, really good friend of mine. His dad was Kevin Cosgrove, who was a defensive coordinator when Bill Callahan took over. You know, and I bounce, you know, things off of him and, you know, not necessarily, you know, this isn't necessarily him, but, you know, just listening to what he says. I have other friends that, you know, are are reporters and, you know, they, there is no more touch, feel, see, you know what I mean? They, they try to get eyes on a guy that's questionable, um, you know, and there, that, that part of it, I, I feel like there there isn't really that part of it is gone, you know. So let's get out. Let's see these kids. Let's you know. Let let's try to get to a game. And don't get me wrong, you know. I know colleges, you know, they still send coaches down to go to games and things like that. But I I, I think they rely on they rely on a number. They rely on what the forty is. You know what I mean? They rely on you know. Oh, this guy saw him at rivals camp. Said he looked good. Um, you know, must really be a four or five star. You know what I mean? Um, he, he put up these amount of stats. But, man, you got to see these kids. You know what I mean? You got to see them in person. You got to get them on campus. Um, and, and I think that's the one of the one of the biggest things that I think is different um, from from back then, you know, up, up until now. Um, I think everyone now – wants the fastest kid. Um, I remember Bill Callahan, he was just all about intangibles. How big is his hands? How fast is he? How high does he jump? You know what I mean? And at that time, Wisconsin, you know, was a school where they would get guys that were hard workers. They're going to go to class and they're going to develop them. You know what I mean? Um, that wasn't what it was, you know. So you got you got your bell curve of, of coaches and how they how they recruit, what they're looking for. Um, but a, a lot of things, you know, have changed in in that world. And and even now, you know, they're they're offering a lot of these kids 
of the potential, mm-hmm. you know, um, the potential of what they can be. Um, because, you know, as a freshman, they had a thousand yards receiving and, 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 and eight touchdowns. Um, or their quarterback who passed for 1500 yards and, you know, he's 6'2 as a freshman. Well, potentially, he probably could be 6'4, you know. Um, so a lot of this is, is, is these offers are being kind of spit out there for the potential of what you can be. And you guys know just as well as I know, uh, offers aren't real until you kind of get into your, I believe it's your, your, your senior, the summer of your senior year, um, where they can officially offer you. And, you know, now it's done a little bit differently. I remember I was getting mailed official letters, but now they'll email it or text it, you know what I mean? Just because, you know, the, the world of digital, you know, things and things like that. So it's different in, in, in that way. You know, you offer a kid as a freshman, sophomore, well, you, you don't have to honor that if they don't have grades and, you know, you don't have to honor that if they didn't pan out, if they didn't, you know, become six, three, you know, so a lot of these, these offers are, are, are they're fluff, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and I have conversations with kids, you know, about it as well. I'm like, man, this is an interest offer. This is, you can't, this isn't a committable offer. This is an interest offer. Well, what do you mean? Well, common sense. They're interested in you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If, yeah, they're non-committable. You know, we talk about it all the time. Nebraska was sending out 300 offers a year, but per class, and how many of those guys can commit? 25. Correct. <laughs> Correct. You know, so and and, and that that's kind of that's kind of the difference. And and I tell guys too, you're gonna know if you're their guy. At Royola, you're gonna know if you're their guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and I think I think Nebraska is is you know trying to jump in into the 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 um the process of you know recruiting Ryan Wingo a little bit heavier. Um, number was the number one wide receiver, but I think I think he's like number four or whatever. But now, but very 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 talented athlete. Just so happened to be best friends with my son. <laughs> um, they went to the same high school. Um, St. Louis University High School, um, you know, so um, it, it's it's changed, you know, and, and it's going to continue to change. Um, you know, obviously with NIL, it's changed it. Um, and it, it, it's basically allowed you to, you know, to be able to provide incentives for, for, for kids and their families to be able to come to your school, which that was different back in the day as well. You know, somebody dropped off a book bag. You know, you didn't really know. <laughs> you didn't really know where it came from. You know, so. Um, but yeah, things 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 are changing, um, and you know, it'd be interesting. It'd be real, real interesting to see how how it continues to change um, over the next few years as well. Chris, do you think part of the the laziness, as you put it, from recruiting has just come from the explosion of social media and huddle, and it's actually made it in a way easier for coaches to see the data that they want to see as a whole? 100%. You know, that, you know, social, social media has helped the world, but it ruined the world. <laughs> you know, it's almost like you can, you can press the easy button on everything. You can get on social media and find your wife. You can get on social media and, and time a kid in the 40, in the 40, you know, when they said they ran four, three, 
well, you got the video and you timed the video. Well, they really ran four six. You can do so much with social media now. So, yeah, um, media has has definitely allowed for coaches to be a little bit more laxed, you know. But you know, in, in the same way that it has, man, I'll tell you something. That film don't lie. You know that 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 game film does not lie. If you see a guy, you know, we're, we're talked about Ryan Wingo. When you turn the tape on on Ryan Wingo, you think you're pressing fast forward when he's running. Like the dude is the dude is six two one hundred. Yeah, the one thing I, that I kind of go back to once in a while with film, though, is may, may, and maybe it's more towards basketball. Like, if you have an under recruited kid that plays on a pretty bad team, their game film is not going to show enough. And with kids just throwing out highlight films instead of a whole game films, coaches are missing other guys that they could get an eye on too, just because it's highlight film. And I think that that's something that's kind of hurt a lot of kids in a way too. Is is just the emphasis on highlights. I think we lost. Do we lose them? Uh, we may have. Let's see. Yep. Yep, we lost them. That's fine. We'll uh, we'll try to get him back here in just a second. Yeah. Yeah. If oh. he hops back on, great. But no, he's totally right, man. I mean, I, you and I have said it a ton that there was no way that there was rhyme or reason to any of this recruiting previously with well, under, under the previous staff. No, confusing is, is one good way of putting it. Another good way of putting it. I, I think it's, I think someone else is much smarter than I have has said this, but star chasing. Um, it was just trying to get the most talent on paper onto the roster. And then hopefully it pans out but there wasn't mm-hmm. a scheme or a way to develop it previously to really get it to where, to where we wanted or, or really reap the benefits. Yeah, totally agree. And, you know, it's really disheartening. I don't, we, we always get on here and we say we don't want to say too much about the last half, but it, it's really disheartening to hear some of the things that he, he had to say about the previous staff in terms of sitting in in the room with them and, going through that process and what's more disappointing to me out of everything there is that's not the first guy that has had a high level kid uh, as a recruit that we've talked to or heard from in terms of a Nebraska alum and their kids dream school is not Nebraska, but it's somebody else in the conference. And we're not even talking about it being Ohio state, Michigan, right? Um, You know, you have, guys whose dream schools are Iowa, Wisconsin, um, schools that should technically be on the same playing field as Nebraska or theoretically lower based off of history and pedigree. And for us to not be their dream school after their dads played here, and some of their dads had pretty darn good careers, um, that's that's really disappointing. And I'm specifically talking about Chris Brooks Jr. and Keegan Johnson. Perfect. Well, actually, we got Chris Brooks, so let's bump him back on here. So, All hey, right, Chris, perfect. I think I think we got you back, buddy. I think we got Chris. Chris, you Still hear us? In. Okay, I can hear you. Sorry about that. Not sure what happened. Says nope. I have five, no. You're good. Four bars. It's all good. I apologize. 
Hey, Chris, we were just kind of we were just kind of continuing, and uh, we were talking. You're not the first guy that we've heard say say something like this, or um, that their kid has said something like this. It's kind of dis- disheartening for for Nebraska fans to have alums who have kids that are high level recruits, and Nebraska is not their dream school. Is that partly just because of Nebraska's? apparent disinterest in them or how does how does that work and you don't have to go too in depth if it's personal or anything i guess yeah i i I don't know if i really know how to answer that you know obviously my my, you know you take any any former player that has a son um that kind of grew up mine was a little different because my son grew up at nebraska my son was Mm -hmm. two years old you know, crawling, you know, around, you know, the in the stands while I was playing football, you know, putting my jersey on and my helmet on, you know, while I was at Nebraska, coming to the spring games, coming to games. So I think I was a little bit different um, because my son grew up at the university. You know, he lived with me at the university. So, um, and, and, you know, when when I, my time was done there, you know, coach Gilmore went to, he went to a few places. He, he was at, he was at SC, he was with the Raiders and then he ended up going to um, Wisconsin, you know, and I had always kept in contact with coach Gilmore. You know, he was, you know, and still is a, a mentor to me. So, you know, we were going to the big 10 championships when Wisconsin was in the Big Ten Championship. And, you know, as my son just kind of got older, we grew up around that program. You know what I mean? So it was it was just a little bit different for me. But I think, you know, even even my, my youngest son, you know, I, you know, tease him all the time. I'm like, where you want to go to where you want to go to college? It's like, um, Nebraska or Wisconsin. I'm like, Nebraska. <laughs> Oh, you want to go to Nebraska? He's like, yeah, you went to Nebraska. I'm like, but you don't know about Nebraska. You know what I mean? So I, I think I think just because you did it, your kids obviously want to do it. Um, you know, and one thing that, you know, on a personal level for me was, you know, what happened to this thing called legacy? You know what I mean? Like what? Like that really – that really kind of struck a nerve with me because I just, I just, yeah. And then to see it, you know, with other people that kids were, you know, maybe they weren't four star, you know what I mean? But there were three star, two star, but could play football. You know what I mean? Like if they wanted to go there, I feel like they should have an opportunity to go there. You know what I mean? Um, and that's what we, we, you know, I see so many posts about, oh, Nebraska legacy, you know, legacy. And I just, I, I, I have, I, I just have a hard time. You know, I read the comments, <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm going to sit this one out, you know, because <laughs> I, I, I just, I just think, you know, it, it's, it's not, it has not been what, what they said. Um, what they said it was, you know, and my son, my son had never ran the 40 yard dash before and Nebraska invited him to a private workout 
and he ran four six one. He ran four six one at two hundred and twelve pounds. Isn't he six three two six two yeah. or six three as well? I believe. Yeah, he, he's six two. He he was two hundred and he was two hundred and twelve pounds. Um, obviously still my, growing into his body. <laughs> well, well, he, he he's he's six three, two hundred and twenty one pounds. Now, you know, um, he, he's he's had you know half a year, um, in a in a power five weightlifting program, you know, so he he's. He's filled out, <laughs> you know, um, but, you know, and, and even even, you know, in, in that moment, the wide receiver coach is like, we want to offer him. I, I want to offer him. 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 OK. You know, my son's, you know, extremely happy. Like, you know, I'm like, I told him, I'm like, man, the only reason we come here is get an offer. That's the only reason, you know. Cause you know, they, they, you know, I tell, I tell kids all the time, like, if you're not a fast, fast guy, you're not going you're not going to a workout and you're you're not running the 40. Do not run the 40. If you're not if you're not a fast guy, if you're not Calvin Johnson where you can pick up someone's cleats and go run 4-3, do not run the 40. Well, why don't I run the 40? Because if you run a bad time, you know what I mean? Now you lose your leverage almost. You know what I mean? Um and but we knew. I'm like, "Hey, you go run four six, you're gonna be fine. You're running a four six, a low four six in high school at two hundred and twelve pounds. You never ran the forty before. Damn, that's like, good. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's impressive. Um, yeah. And, and you know he did. He had a great workout, and you know Scott Frost said he wanted Shit to watch. Bed. He he said he wanted to go back and watch the film of the workout. Uh, I said okay. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> you know, but yeah, man, you know, so it's, it, it's just, it's just different with, with different people because you don't know how they grew up around that program. And, you know, my son, my son did want to go to Nebraska or Wisconsin when, when it all was coming down to it, obviously Yale, he was committed to Yale. Um, but he had always through the process you know, even before, even before the first offer, he wanted to go to Nebraska or he wanted to go to Wisconsin. Like he just did, you know, because those were programs that he had kind of grew up around, you know, so um, still got a house in Lincoln, but now we got a home in Wisconsin. So, <laughs> so it's all good. So Chris, Chris, what when I say a house in Lincoln, we literally have a house in Lincoln. <laughs> oh, damn. My, my girlfriend, my girlfriend lives in Lincoln. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So yeah, but as, as far as me, um, I, I just accepted, um, a, an offensive coordinating job, um, in St. Louis. Um, and I do also, I'll be, I'll be doing that. Um, and then next year, the following year, I'll be the head coach of, of Lutheran, of Lutheran St. Charles, um, right, right in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I, I host, I'm I'm really, really big into the community, you know? So when you talk about, you know, Nebraska tapping in every kid that comes through St. Louis, I touch them first. I have a camp for, for sixth, seventh and eighth graders, um, every year. Um, this year it's going to be April 8th. It's, it's Easter weekend where all of the top, all of the kids, it's a free camp. 
and they come out and it's me basically trying to get them introduced to to how camps work you know so you're going to run the 40 you're going to do the three cone you're going to do the vertical jump you're going to have one on offensive one-on-ones or offensive individuals defensive individual then you're going to come together and you're going to compete one-on-ones just how, how it is when you go to camps you know um and oddly enough I had Luther Burdens. I had Kevin Coleman's. I had Ryan Wingo. And Ryan Wingo was actually in one of my promo videos three years ago. Oh, damn. Um, <laughs> and, you know, um, so Toriano Pride, who was top corner, he went to Clemson. He's He was a freshman starting at Clemson. Um, all of these guys come to my camp. and That's an incredible amount of talent. Coming out of yes. the same area, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know we've we've talked about how lazy Nebraska's been talking to to guys like you, Chris, like former NFL guys, former alum, and you guys all. A lot of you guys are doing stuff like this, and you're getting your hands on the top talent. And I I kind of look at it. I feel like the entire athletic department has been lazy for the last twenty plus years. And they've rested on the laurels of the of the fan base being so devoted. But go into the stadium. The stadium's not in great shape either, right? Like, it's not comfortable. There's no new amenities for anybody. It just seems like Nebraska has been lazy as a whole, not just with football and men's basketball, but across the board for the last 20 years. And we got guys like you in St. Louis that this new staff should be knocking on your door daily to – to try and develop that relationship. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I could, I could say a lot, but you know, it, <laughs> it, they're, it, it's, it's pointless. Um, when, when coach rule got, got hired, I was just like, man, what are we doing? You know, but I will say with, 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 with great confidence, I'm going to give him a chance. You know, he, he, he came down to St. Louis and, um, you know, as I said, obviously they're, they're recruiting, you know, recruiting a few kids in the area, you know, and I just think out of, out of good faith. Um, and, and I talked to the linebackers coach as well. Um, coach Rob, um, I think out of good faith, you know, you can kind of feel you you can kind of feel when you know someone is somewhat genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I tweeted out, um, I had tweeted out when Coach Rule was in St. Louis. I was like, hey, I was like, let's take over St. Louis at Coach Rule, and he retweeted it. And you know, I'm just like, okay. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, nice okay. to bring the former guys back into the fold. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like okay, and you know, and and I and I, I'll be completely honest with you, man. Like you know, whether whatever happened when I was there, that happened with a whole nother coaching staff. That didn't have anything to do with Coach Rule. Yeah, you know, that doesn't have anything to do with his staff. You know, mm-hmm. so you know, as an adult, you know, you you have to put that aside and you know, and and, and give and and give, you know, a man you know, an opportunity. Um, and, and I'm crossing my fingers and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for them, you know, but they, they want, they want to be able to recruit St. Louis, mm-hmm. you know? So, and, and, and if I can, if I can help them, 
you know, I, I, I definitely, I definitely will, you know, um, again, I, I, you know, I have a, I have a camp and it's about 250 kids each and every year. They're going to be recruiting these kids. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 they're going, they're going to, um, Keenan Allen, who goes to SLU, Nebraska offered him, um, Charles T- Chuck Taylor, Nebraska. He went to my camp. He was actually the MVP of my camp. There's a kid. There's a kid that you guys will be hearing about next year. His name is Frank Luckett. He's he's going to be one of the best corners in the country. Frank Luckett. Mark my word on this show. You will be hearing about Frank Luckett. Um, there are there's 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 so there's so much there's there's so much there's so much talent um there's so much talent here man um you know but i i think i think even even with that a lot of these kids and their families we we have to do a better job of making sure that we get them in the right place also though you know um toriano pride who went to clemson we all knew here in st louis Toriano probably could go to Alabama and play corner and start at corner. He was that kind of talent. Like he freakish, is that, freakish athletes. He, he is that. He, I mean, he runs a four three. You know, I mean, he he played as a true freshman at Clemson. Now, you know, he he kind of he kind of got welcome. He got welcome to college football. You know, in their bowl <laughs> game. You know what I mean? But he was a freshman out there competing and battling all game. I mean, you're playing cornerback. Yeah, you're gonna get beat sometime. You know, but I, I think. There is there is a lot of talent here, just like in Texas, just like in these in Florida. The th- the difference is they're so much bigger, mm-hmm. you know. So you're going, you know, it's just like five a six a seven a. You know what I mean? You're in a seven a school. You're going to be able to find forty football players. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you got forty. You got forty damn good football players walking through your school if you're a seven a school. You know, um, you know, just so just from, you know, uh, from from a geography, geographical standpoint, they just have more kids in, in those states. It's bigger. Um, but we have we have some really, 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 really good guys um, that that can definitely there are power five guys, you know, that definitely could help Nebraska and, and, and help other other um, collegiate schools as well. You know, but we, we have to do we have to do a better job of of making sure we're, we're we're getting these kids in the right position um, because with the transfer portal, you know, one thing I, I realize about the transfer portal, it's leveling guys out to where they should have been in the first place. Um, you know, and, and, and that's something that a lot of people aren't really paying attention to, um, but they need to, you know, co- high school coaches, we got to do a better job of, Hey, you are what your film is. You are what your film is. Now, I, I know you got an offer from Nebraska. I know you got an offer from Nebraska. But, you know, if you went to this school, you probably got a better opportunity to play. You know what I mean? You, you probably got a better opportunity to play after college. You know what I mean? And, and, and those are things that, you know, we got to just be a little bit more cautious of because you don't want to, you know, get into a situation where you get lost. You know, um, I know there's a kid, Jordan Johnson, who was the number one wide receiver in the country. He went to Notre Dame three years ago, transferred to UCF. Now he's transferred out of UCF. You know, so we just got to got to try to do a better job. And, and, and obviously 
the kid has to go compete. You know, the kid has to go compete. The kid has to go, you know, go to class and, and, and do all those other intangible things as well. You know, but we just got to make sure that we're continuing to put kids in the right position to be successful when, when they leave, when they leave St. Louis and everywhere across the country for that matter. I mean, that's the, that's the biggest thing is just getting these kids into a position where they're going to be successful. And obviously you can only do so much to where you're putting them in the position, but you know, you can only do so much at the end of the day. Um, Chris, can can you get us some information on your camp so that we can hopefully share it? And, you know, maybe if there's anyone in the area, um, we worked with Michael Rose Ivy a while back when he was elevated uh, at his school to head coach, just helping out with fundraisers and stuff like that. So if you got any information, get it over to us, and we'd love to share it and help as much for, as we can with that as well. For sure, for sure. No, I, I def I definitely will do that. You know, we're we're doing something different this year. Um, we're time we're we're going to film all of the forties. Um, Charles T- Chuck Taylor he mm-hmm. he ran four or five in the eighth grade last year. Damn! Wow. <laughs> He ran Damn. electronic, 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 wow. electronic. Um, you know, so we're going to film, we're going to film it all. Um, we're going to film the individual. We're going to film the one-on-one, you know, kind of like a, you know, how rivals does yep. it, you know, and kind of cut it up, you know, just so, I mean, we can say what we want. It's, it's, it's they're going to start looking at eighth graders. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know, they are, they are to some degree, you, you know, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going to start paying attention a little bit more, uh, you know, so. Um, we're, Nebraska we're just offered that. a quarterback that's never played a varsity down, so. <laughs> yeah, he can't even he can't even grip the high school football. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, um, it's, but, it's crazy, you know, man. You, you know how it is, man. You know, you again, the, the, the guys, guys, you're guys. You can you can see it when you turn on that film. You know, you, yeah. you, you can see it when you turn on that film, you know, um. You know, but yeah, I, I definitely will, will will get it over to you guys, man, because we have a lot of a lot of promising talent, you know, that 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 does, you know, that that does come to my camp and compete, you know. So um, it's it's the only it's the only middle school camp in the Midwest. You have to go to Texas, you know, in, in order to even find to even, even find a Midwest combine camp. You know, we, we do put those times out there. We, we you know, we, we put them on the Internet. Arlen Harris, who used to play for the Rams, mm-hmm. um, he he has a company. You know, they come in, they time everything, and they put all the times out there as well. You know, so we're, we're, we're trying to do it, you know, in a, in a way to be able to promote these kids and, and also get them get them accustomed to what they're about to see for the next four years, you know, of their life with, with, with camps and things as such. I mean, you guys, you're doing it the right way, Chris. I mean, that's tremendous opportunity that you're bringing to a lot of these kids that normally wouldn't have that opportunity. So, you know, setting them up to be successful is huge. Um, I said, yeah, shoot all that good stuff over to us. We'll, we'll, you know, promo it as much as we can and help you out as much as we can. But, Drake, you got anything else for Chris tonight, my man? Uh, Yeah, I just have one question, Chris. If you could say something to to not just the players that are going to your camps, but – any advice you have for high school kids, middle school kids uh, that are about to be entering the uh, the recruiting process and, and how to help them navigate that? Any advice you have for those people is greatly appreciated. Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is just controlling what you can control. You know, um, I, I think a lot of kids, you know, obviously we talked about social media. They it, It's social media driven and they want offers and they want exposure and things like that. 
control what you can control, you know, and that's working every day, going to class, you know, and, 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 and when it's Friday night, when those lights come on, you know, compete, you know, I think a lot of, I think a lot of guys want, they want awards for work that they didn't do. And, you know, when I, when I say that, I mean like, well, it's Friday night, you want to go out here and cut, catch touchdowns, or you want to go out here and throw touchdowns, or you want to go out here and get sacks, but you didn't put in the work for any of that, but you want the awards for, for that, you know, so control what you can control. Um, and, and, and just, just put in the work, man, put, put in the work, stay prayed up, <laughs> Um, Cause you got to be really, really good and you got to be really, really lucky, yep. you know? So um, the, the, you know, getting, getting a college education and getting your college paid for that, that's really, really, really what, what I'm pushing for, you know, because no one knows what's going to happen once you get to college. Um, again, you got to be really, really good and you got to be really, really lucky as well. You know, so control what you can control. Beautiful. Well, I think that's, that's, that might be the most insightful thing we've ever heard on this show, by the way, Drake. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well, perfect. Chris, uh, we'll let you get going, my man. I, I know you're out traveling and different things like that. Congratulations on everything going on with your camp, you know, the, the coaching and different things like that. I was really hoping you brought that up tonight because I had seen it on your Twitter. So I was really hoping you brought that up. But um, for myself, for Drake, I know we really appreciate you, you know, taking the time to speak with us tonight. For sure, for sure. Anytime. If you guys need anything, um, we can definitely get back on and chat. You know, and, I, and like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely shoot you guys over that information. But I, I sincerely do appreciate you guys having me on. Awesome, Chris. Well, have a great rest of your night, my man. We will talk to you later. And uh, thanks again, everyone, for joining us tonight. Have a great night. Members of the congregation, let's raise our Kool-Aid filled glasses and drink to all the things that were, are, and forever will be Nebraska Cornhuskers. Go Big Red. A Herd at Sports Network production.